I have to call Chelsea out for something she's no, doing. No, no, no. No, you don't. I just thought of it. It has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about, and we will circle back. But last week, we were talking about the birth story episode that Chelsea had, and I have friends that are pregnant, having babies, and all this stuff, and Chelsea looks me dead in my eyes. <laughs> looks me dead in my eyes at a coffee shop in public and says, I just have a <laughs> I just have a really horrible feeling about your birth. <laughs> You're listening to the Big Sister Complex podcast. The podcast where two big sisters and recovering perfectionists figure out their 20s in real time. We're exploring the elements of our lives from building relationships to establishing our early careers and celebrating all of the imperfections along the way. Well, hi guys. Welcome back to the Big Sister Complex podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Riley. And today we decided we just need to share some life updates with you guys. Yeah, it's been a while since we've just like gotten to chat. I feel like Chelsea and I even just in our own lives like we've been so busy so we're like we just need to catch up and we'll just do it in front of a mic and see if see what happens see what magic happens see if anyone listens but please do (laughs) no really um we have been having so much fun with the podcast and before we start anything we did want to like take a second and say a quick thank you we've received so much kind feedback from you guys like text messages Mm -hmm. instagram dms like voice memos the whole nine yards and so if you are a friend of ours or even if you're not then like especially thank you it's been so fun seeing some new faces Mm -hmm. follow us on instagram our secret instagram that we haven't posted about (laughs) our secret instagram (laughs) um so thank you so much for any words of encouragement this really is just like a little passion project for chelsea and i so it's like really fun that people are actually listening to it yeah i just also want to say personally a thank you to everyone who was so kind um about our birth story podcast when we're recording this that's one of the most recent ones that's been posted and i've just received a lot of really kind words from mothers specifically and it's kind of a hard thing to share in such detail and so i just want to say thank you guys for being so kind about that because you know everyone has their opinions the whole idea of this podcast is just creating normalcy around things that aren't perfect amen and my birth wasn't perfect i feel like they never are also shout out to my friend hope of honor my wedding she just had her little baby yes baby parker he's so precious he's so perfect looking i'm so excited i get to go visit her in july Mm. so i'm not sure it might be july by the time you guys are listening to this so who knows yeah i think it actually is yeah so this month I get to go see Hope and her baby. Oh, that's so special. Yeah. I miss the newborn snuggles. I feel like everyone in my life is pregnant or like has a baby. I'm just like living vicariously, snuggling all the babes. You get to hold them, you get to have them, and then you get to sleep through the night. So it's like win-win. Unless Ruby wakes me up. (laughs) (laughs) Barking at three in the morning, which she was. She went through a phase. She just went through her like heat which she's over now she is over now anyone who's had a dog go through heat i feel your pain i'm so glad that we're done we so my dog is a golden retriever pit bull mix or so we're told yeah mm-hmm. i don't know if i buy that because she looks nothing like a golden retriever or a pit bull she's the golden retriever like fluffy tail yeah and michael thinks that her pit bull you can see in her coloring yes but, but she her looks, face is confusing to me she looks like an australian shepherd yeah which is there's oh, those are the best dogs if i could redo it all over again that's what i would get but bentley is so cute with his he's curls. psycho though 
is. <laughs> He's psycho. But so is Ruby. Yeah, that's true. It's just puppies. Yeah. Puppies. Um, she looks like an Aussie. There's a dog on our street who's an Aussie Britney mix, oh. and she looks exactly like Ruby. So I'm like, maybe she's that. We want to get like a DNA test for her. I think I've said that before. I I just want to say that I think that is the most you thing ever. I'm getting my dog <laughs> DNA tested. It's common. Lots of people do it. Have you gotten a DNA test for yourself? Like yeah, the, you have. Yes. I asked for it for Christmas, like two I years ago. I forgot about that. I forgot. Yes. But I haven't done anything with it. Like, honestly, it was kind of underwhelming. I think I did Ancestry, and they put everything behind a paywall. So, like, you pay. Mm. I think I asked for it for Christmas, and my, I think my dad got it for me, and he got he got himself one and, like, a few people. But right. it's, like, 200 bucks or something for you to, like, send in your cheek swab or whatever, and then they give you, like, you know, like every white person ever is like you're four percent german and 20 percent norwegian and 30 percent <laughs> right. irish and whatever i'm actually mostly norwegian but uh, aside from that breakdown it's like everything is behind I a paywall have the to. only cool thing actually that did happen is someone because once you put yourself in like the database which is kind of scary if i think about it but 100%. once you're in there people who are related to you can find you yes and so i did have someone reach out to me on my dad's side who is related to us and he had like built a whole family tree and we were like the missing piece of his family tree so it's kind of cool and then he sent me a copy of it so now like you have that yeah somewhere in my facebook messages from two years ago i have like our entire family tree on my dad's side which is really actually cool and i should like look at it more it's kind of interesting to see who your ancestors are back in high school i had to do a project for this and my granddad had before ancestry was like a website he had like Mm -hmm. compiled all of these word documents with like old photos and newspaper clippings and he put it all in word and so he printed off a 75 page packet for me of all of like our history going back to like them in the war where people lived and where is your family from um so my dad's side is like mostly german Mm -hmm. and my mom's side is mostly polish so that's rough (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I make really inappropriate jokes about it all the time. Oh, it's my kind gosh. Of funny. So, anyways, my parents, my dad's side of the family, like, grew up, like, the South, like, farmers. Mm. Don't ask me what side of the Revolutionary War they fought on. Anyways. <laughs> before this I cancel episode, us, before we get started. This episode will be called Chelsea's Problematic Family History. <laughs> oh. Well... Anyway, yeah, I want to get Ruby DNA tested because I don't believe it. I mean, I have no reason to not believe it because I'm not a dog expert. I just don't think she looks like it. But we got her from this woman in like a nearby city who has a farm and she has working dogs. Mm -hmm. And so it was like the mom is like a 100% golden retriever and the dad is like a golden retriever pit bull mix. So Ruby would be like a quarter pit, I think. Yeah. But she just doesn't look like a golden. But actually, to be fair, we met one of, she was one of six in her litter, and she was the runt of the litter, and she's the only one that's brown. All okay. of the other ones were, like, white. Oh. So, so maybe- her brothers and sisters looked like golden retrievers. So I'm like, I don't know what went haywire in your, <laughs> the coding of your genes. But she got the good ones. <clears throat> How funny that golden retriever is the like dominant gene. Like, you know, in yeah. our DNA, like brown eyes and brown hair dominates like blue or green or something like that. How fu- I feel like golden retriever dominates most dog genes. 
Yeah. But then she must be like the anomaly because she's dark and she has like the eyebrows and the butterfly uh-huh. chest. And her ba- the little coloring on her back is so cute. Yeah. And she has the wavy hair. Yeah. Which is adorable. She's kind of weird. I wonder if you could do the curl bowl method with her. <laughs> Just hold her upside down, <laughs> dunk her in a bowl of water. <laughs> like now we're applying curl cream <laughs> to my dog's coat. Oh man. Well, where were we going when we started talking about Ruby? dogs are crazy she was waking up at 3 a.m she's waking me up at 3 a.m right so everyone my friends was having, having babies, babies and we're back that's that was a good tangent yeah we just went for a full loop um okay so the one thing that i did want to talk to you about that i feel like i i sent chelsea a really long text last night actually i sent you a screenshot, screenshot of my notes app yeah because shower thoughts were happening to me mm. you know when you get in the shower and like I feel like sometimes my mind is completely blank in the shower. It's like the first time I've like been it's able silent. to relax. Yes. Yeah, it's quiet. Mm-hmm. You're by yourself. Like usually I'll listen to music or podcasts in the shower, but I didn't last night. And so if I don't yeah. listen to anything, it's like 50-50. It's like either. my mind is either completely blank. I'm like in the first state of relaxation I've been in all day. Or it's like my mind's worrying with all this stuff. Yeah. And so last night I was thinking about like what we were going to talk about today and I was like what are my life updates like Mm. what can I share and I boiled it down to I think I've entered a new era Mm -hmm. and I'm calling it my take back era I love that I love it too and so what I'm so empowering yeah I feel empowered so it kind of came from it's like empowering but it came from our conversation Mm -hmm. the other day where we Mm -hmm. were talking about like how (laughs) we're like not good we're we're just like you know when people ask you oh my gosh how are you and i just want to be like bad (laughs) like terrible thank you for asking right like and why and that's just okay yeah that's just okay well i think what we talked about is like we've both been just kind of going through it like we've been in the thick of it yep which is kind of ironic that we're just in it at the same time. But oh, it's kind of nice to have someone with you. I know it is nice because like no judgment. Like I can just text right. you and be like having a really terrible day <laughs> and I look awful and I feel awful and my house looks awful. Yep. And yeah. So we just kind of were talking about how like when you accept that mm-hmm. you're like in a bad place, then it gives you something to move forward yes. with. Like yeah because if we all just keep pretending like i'm great everything's great then there's no like there's no action there and there's no like there's really no hope there if you're just telling yourself like oh i'm fine this is fine everything's fine yeah i liken it (laughs) to people who go to addiction recovery because they say the first step is acceptance oh yeah and I think that's true because you can't change an addiction or whatever until you acknowledge you have it so it's like i can't change this terrible season unless Mm -hmm. that i acknowledge that it actually is terrible yeah and then once i acknowledge that i'm like all right this is where i'm at but like how am i climbing out of this yeah and i feel like i don't know if it's a big sister thing or whatever also Mm -hmm. one of my shower thoughts was i think i hate the enneagram now I think the Enneagram uh, ruined my life. But mm, anyway. That's interesting. I, I really want to dive, but we'll just, we'll come back <laughs> we'll come to that back. later. We'll come back. But I think like, I don't know what it is about me or if other people relate to this, but I think like when you feel the pressure to like be okay all the time, mm-hmm. then like just everything just gets kind of dull. Yeah. And so in some ways, like saying I'm actually not okay, like. this is not working for me which feels like a failure but like i've been happier 
in accepting that I've been unhappy yes. than I was when I was unhappy and trying to like act happy. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And I think just saying like, I'm in a bad spot and I'm allowing myself to be here and not like feeling like a failure for being here and not feeling like yeah. I need to do something to get out of this. Right. Like sometimes it's okay to just be like, this, this is, is where I'm at. I'm right. chilling on the floor of rock bottom. It's actually not that bad down here. But it's also like you don't want to be there forever. Right. Yeah. It's not like you're saying this is it. This is the rest of my life. Right. It's not it's like just it's a defeatist a, thing. No. It's a, just acknowledging that it's kind of rough and that's okay for it to be yeah. rough. Yeah. So you want to go back into the Enneagram thing? Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> because what? <laughs> like... This was my thought process. So it's kind of funny because actually... Wait, can you first tell the people your Enneagram? Because I feel like that's important. Yes. I'm a one-wing nine. So I'm like hypercritical of myself Mm -hmm. and avoid conflict with other people and also with myself. The peacemaker. Yeah. So I feel like I have a pretty strong wing nine, but I'm also... I don't know. Like, there's no two about me. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, I That's need funny. to have more empathy. The two is the helper. So it's I like, Riley's I like, have, no. <laughs> no. Like, it was very revealing, this whole, like, submersible situation that's been going on. The submarine? Did you see all that? Is, yeah. That, did you say submersible? Yeah, it's technically not a submarine. It's a submersible. Oh, wow. But lots of people call I it did. a submarine. Yeah, Drew was freaking out. Yeah. Because the guy was at the Blink-182 concert. Yes. So that was revealing to me because at no point, I mean, it's sad when people die. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm having a Vanessa Hudgens moment. It's sad, but inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm canceled. Um, it is sad, obviously. But I'm like, it is very hard for me to feel bad for you right. when like you just spent a quarter of a million dollars for like a flex. Yes. On something that you knew was probably a bad idea. Right. And then I was thinking that and I was like, wow. Am I mean? Like, is that a problem that I'm not, like, I'm not, like, sitting over here, like, praying for these people? No, I don't feel bad for Should them. I, I feel bad for their families. Yes, that is, yeah, <clears throat> Because if Drew wanted to go down there and he had all the money in the world, at some point you can't stop a person. Oh, I fully think I could stop Michael. You think you could stop Michael? Yeah. I think he could just physically, like, assert himself over you. And but he wouldn't. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That's why That's you true. marry, like, a nice guy. Like, <laughs> I'm 100% certain. Well, first of all, I'm 1,000% certain Michael would never want to do no, that. No, no, no. Because we are not that we're, like... I saw someone put it really well. It was actually... I saw there was a another billionaire. Who knew there were so many? Um, there was another billionaire, and his son were going to go on it. No. And they were going to be the seats of the other other billionaire and his son. Mm. And the son was, like... I think that there are some problems with the structural integrity of this thing. Good for him. And then the father, he was kind of wishy-washy on it. And Stockton Rush, I think that's his name, the CEO, mm-hmm. like flew to Vegas. And whenever he flew to Vegas, he was like flying to Vegas to see the billionaire that ended up dropping out to try to convince him to come. Oh, my gosh. And when he flew in, he the billionaire was like, oh, where'd you fly into? And he said some airport or whatever. And the billionaire was like, that's weird. Like, why'd you fly into that airport instead of this one where usually, like, people who fly private fly into this one? And he was like, oh, well, I'm flying in on, like, an experimental two-seater airplane that I built. So I had to fly into this one. And then that guy, I thought he said it really well. He was like, that was a big red flag for me. 
And I just realized that like he has a different appetite for risk than I do. Wow. Yes. So it's almost like adrenaline to junkies to the extreme. Yeah. So Michael and no. I do not have high risk appetites. No. So no. I don't think he'd ever do it. But even if he did want to do it, I know that if I said like, I really don't want you to do this, right. he wouldn't do it. Um, what do you think Drew would, would do? Well, I'm trying to think because Drew just recently told me he wants to go skydiving. Mm. And I'm like, but you have a wife and child. <laughs> like, yeah. even though I know people do it all the time. and But then there are also people all the time on the news. It's like right. skydivers shoot doesn't. And I'm like, that just sounds silly to me. Why? What? What is the reward versus like the risk? Mm. I And I just don't feel like skydiving, the reward of like the adrenaline rush, seeing the world from that high up. I think for some most people, it's just like the bucket list pride that I did it. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, so your pride is greater than the potential of like leaving your wife and child. Woof. And then, of course, he's Jason like, oh, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> but obviously people do it all the time. And like, yeah. I know people have done it multiple times and are fine. But for me, that's the type of thing I'm like, I just don't. That's why I feel bad for the submarine families. Yeah. All the people whose wife was like, have fun. Take a photo of the t- Titanic for me. And then it's like. But also they were looking at it on a screen. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. They went all the way down there to look at the Titanic on a screen just next to it. And there was one tiny porthole. And I'm like, Mm -mm. what, were you all going to take turns like looking through (laughs) probably six inches of glass? And the deep vast of darkness? Yeah. How are you going to see anything? Well, they had lights that they bought from Camping World. No. That and the Logitech controller. I'm like, you're telling me you all got on this and you're like, this is legit. They had to be on some sort of drugs or something. I think the drug is like the adrenaline That's being true. like, I'm one of the only people to do this. Yeah. Like, it is the pride. That's true. Well, nope. I will never go down on one of those things. No. So we got here because I'm talking about <laughs> the Enneagram. How I might lack empathy. <laughs> no. Actually, it's funny because I remember um, we had everyone over for Christmas remember yes we did our gift exchange yes and i'm still working on this but we were like talking about our goals or no we were talking about things that we learned in 2022 and one of the things that i learned was i learned about empathy mm-hmm. through like experiencing things mm-hmm. and like watching people that i love experience things yeah but i didn't love any of those billionaires so it was mm-hmm. kind of hard for me i don't remember what i learned in 2022 that was then this is now yep new era okay so you are an enneagram one which is a perfectionist highly um loves right and wrong black and white yes also leans towards peacemaker so you're like conflict run away from which actually isn't peacemaking peacemaking right. is actually bringing up conflict but anyways we'll go into that later yeah i'm just broken so you've decided you hate the enneagram because it ruined your life that's hyperbolic but yes <laughs> <laughs> not you i was hyperbolic when i said that i think the enneagram is a great tool you know like mm-hmm. i was actually talking about it in we were talking about it in therapy like a few weeks ago because mm-hmm. um i was telling her like i feel like some people say like oh you can't put me in a box yeah. like i don't want to be put in a box and i was like i'm fine with being put in a box because like it helps me learn about myself right but i think there is like a dark side quote unquote to being of course put in that box to yeah. where like, for example, the parts of it that I hate that I was, like, processing last night in the shower. I was, like, I've been told since I learned what the Enneagram is and mm. since I learned that, like, I'm an Enneagram 1 and I identify with that, I've been told Enneagram 1s are, like, super hard on themselves mm-hmm. and their, like, number one fear is not being good. And yeah. all of their prior- priorities are, like, am I good right. or am I bad? 
And I just kind of accepted that that was like a part of myself. Mm. And it's extremely damaging because now like I've spent, I mean, I think it was always like a part of my, the way that my mind works. Cause obviously it's like, I didn't just start thinking that way when I learned about the Enneagram, but knowing that that is a thing for Enneagram ones, almost like made me not feel like I had to work on that. Like, yes, because you just healthy. attribute it to like, oh, that's just how I am. Yeah, like it's not healthy. Right. Like at the all. way that I put so much pressure on myself, and mm-hmm. you're also an Enneagram one. Yep. So let me know if you feel like this too. But like the way that I put pressure on myself to be good yeah. and like good enough at things or just like good overall. Like this right. whole, like, you know, what should I do? What's yeah. the good thing to do? What's the right thing to do? I feel like has put so much pressure on myself to where like I never stop to ask myself like what do I want to do like what would feel what would feel good for me instead of what is the good thing right and like that eternal like struggle in my mind of like oh I'm not good enough Mm -hmm. I'm bad if I do this wrong I'm bad if I don't do this I'm bad if I do this Mm. has been so damaging to me yeah but I never was like I don't have to think that way about myself because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is just how ones think. And now I'm like, who told me that like I can't be like kind to myself and patient with myself and gracious with myself? Yeah. And no one told me that. But I think just this idea of like, oh, that's how ones are. And it's not on the Enneagram, so I'm not blaming the Enneagram. It's on me. But no, but, but it's I how people like I just play it out. That out. <laughs> I think it's just how people play it out. Like our I feel like generation got very um excited by all of those different like the Myers-Briggs Enneagram I'm an otter I'm a golden retriever all those different things because it gave us insights into who we are and we felt like we could connect with something that was like oh my gosh like you know that about Mm -hmm. me on like that deep of a level but it also you feel really seen you feel very seen by it but the other side of that is giving yourself a constant excuse Mm -hmm. to for your actions like when at my previous job I was around a lot of like basically 18 year olds who are finally taking out all these tests and so many of them would say to me like oh well I'm a blah 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 so that's just that and I'm like you just used your own personality as an excuse to not want to change or accept your behavior yeah where it's like we we use our personality as of like oh I'm just really harsh I'm I'm my own worst critic like I have to set this impossible standard for myself as an excuse for like our our bad actions of like no like you don't have to do that to yourself and i feel like i've heard of people doing that towards others like i've heard of people being like oh like my friend's a seven and she's like Mm -hmm. always flaking out on our plans or like just like dropping everything to like go do something random and she's just like oh i'm a seven it's what i do or whatever right if you're a seven i'm not saying that's you we're not coming for you but i've never thought of like I might be doing that to myself. Like I might be hurting myself and hurting my own mental health because I am just like accepting like, oh, I just judge myself really harshly and basically like hate myself if Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not good. Mm. Like I don't want to feel like I have to earn my own respect. You know what I mean? Wow. Like I, like everyone, everyone is worthy of respect because they're a person. Yes. And I think that about other people, but I realize like I don't think that about myself. Like I don't think I'm worthy of my own respect and like gentleness unless I'm doing good quote mm. unquote that's so interesting yeah just my shower thoughts just my shower thoughts <laughs> I was like am I healed <laughs> did I just solve it in one shower <laughs> all of my life pain calls my therapist to cancel <laughs> I, I did it I'm fixed now thanks <laughs> bye 
I find it interesting that we're such good friends because in all my years of therapy, I found that most, I guess it's a therapist tool, don't quote me on this, but most people have like a base lie that they tell themselves or Mm -hmm. like a base problem, pain point, whatever word you want to use. And so my lie that I've always told myself is I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough for this relationship. I'm not good enough for this job. I'm not good enough for X, Y, and Z. Even to like boiling it down of like, I'm not good enough in my day unless I check off my entire to-do list. Yeah. And that is like painful Mm -hmm. to always be putting yourself up against like an impossible standard because you're never going to measure up. Mm -hmm. I was just listening to I don't know why, but a podcast where they're like, oh, it's the start of the year. And they're talking about why everyone makes New Year's resolutions and how most people can't follow through with them. And it's because you think of your future self as like a superhero. Because mm. I'm like, oh, I want to wake up at 5 a.m. and I want to clean the house. And do-. like, I think that I am like a superwoman. And then I set these impossible standards. And then when I don't do them, I'm like, well, I guess I'm just not like a good mom. I guess I'm not like a good housemaker I guess I'm not like a good wife because I couldn't do the 20 million things on my to-do list which Mm -hmm. is like why am I setting myself up for failure yeah and we have expectations for ourselves that we would never have for anyone else no yeah I think about the way that like like your husband thinks of you like Mm -hmm. he does not wake up in the morning and it's like well if Chelsea does all of these things today then I'll love her right but that's how we treat ourselves like at the end of the day it's like if I didn't do everything I wanted to do if I don't feel super productive if I didn't like get all these chores done and do all this stuff for work and reorganize my closet and also like donate to charity and like do all these things then I'm just suddenly like unlovable to myself and the scary thing about it is like of course I never said that to myself like I never was Mm. laying down at the end of the day like well today I failed and I'm unlovable Mm. it's like a subconscious feeling like just this feeling of like this nagging like I failed and like right. I'm not good. Oh, you didn't and get I your to do list done again. And I can't put my finger on why. Yeah. But I just know I feel not good enough. Yeah. Ugh, it's the worst feeling. Yeah. So I feel like accepting that, like it just kind of all flowed from being able to say like, oh, I've been in kind of a difficult place like the last yeah. couple of months. Like, it's it's crazy how it's like a domino effect. Of yeah. Just when you just take a beat and you're like I'm just gonna assess where I'm at in my mental health or my whatever Mm -hmm. area of your life you're working on assessing where you're at without judgment Mm. can lead to I feel like so many breakthroughs yeah because it's just kind of natural to assess yourself with judgment of like this is where I'm at and this is where I want to be right this is where I'm at and this is the next step I'm gonna take it's just like well let's just acknowledge and I think the important thing is is identifying mm-hmm. and giving yourself the space to feel the emotions that you're feeling when you're at the bad place. Because for me, particularly, it's like, oh, I'm bad, but I'm going to go do this and fix it. And it's like, yeah. well, let's talk about how do we feel right now that we're like not in this good place? How is that making me feel towards this or towards that? And giving myself the space to experience a, quote, negative emotion. Yeah. Like, I don't, I have love that neg- like, negative emotions. Because so emotions often we're are, like, we have to right. fix it. It's like, oh, I'm feeling sad. I should go work out to, like, release endorphins. Mm-hmm. Another thing that actually Michael helped me realize is how much I say should. Because mm. I would even say it to him. I'd be like, about little things. Like, oh, you should text this person. They mm-hmm. want to hang out with you. Or, like, you should do this. Or, like, hey, your office, like, would look cool if you had this 
decor in there. You should right. order it. And he's like, no, like, I could if I wanted to. Like, I could do that. Yeah. And then I do it to myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I should call this person. I should, like, deep clean behind my refrigerator today. I should do these yeah. things. And it's like that constant, like, this is what I should do with my time. And if I don't do that thing that I'm supposed to do, then mm-hmm. I failed. Mm-hmm. Is so draining. That's a very interesting difference between should and could. Yeah. Because you have the opportunity for it. Exactly. It's an opportunity. It's there. Mm -hmm. But it's not like a, I have to do this. Right. And it's all subconscious for me, at least. That's crazy. I feel like I've just been realizing the way I speak to myself Mm. in my mind. And not even speak. Just like the way I think about myself and the way I process and make decisions is so like judgment based and Mm -hmm. fear based. And Mm. like really, I feel like I do most things out of obligation to no one. Mm. just to like this false like higher self that I've created that's perfect yeah and like I do it out of obligation to her but she does not exist (laughs) this is giving me severance vibes I've never seen oh my gosh it's just like knowing there's another part of yourself out there that you know is there but like you I don't know yeah this is the second time <laughs> earlier today I was telling Chelsea about a scary dream I had <laughs> last night and she's like this sounds like Black Mirror have you been watching Black Mirror <laughs> which scared me because I do not think this is hot take I do not think people should watch those shows I've never seen actually I watched one episode of season one was it the and stupid I watched pig it with my dad I yeah, watched it with no. my dad scarred for life someone was like watch this episode it's so good and it was a person that I really trusted I'm and sorry. they did not warn me. And I watched it with my dad. And it was the pig episode. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, don't, don't find out. Do not find out. I think people, why is that entertainment? It's sick. I'm sorry. <laughs> me judging everyone. <laughs> you are sick in the head. If you no, watch. but I think just you should kidding. just really caution yourself to the things that you find entertaining. Yeah. I was even thinking about that because Riley and I are deep into Desperate Housewives right now. Mm. Loving it. And I'm like, why do I love this show? Like, this show is terrible. Like, this stuff. But it's also harmless. Like, okay. compared to what's out there now. That's true. Like, I just, I, okay, I'll let you finish. Compared, to, you finish compared to what's out there now. Like, I also love Gossip Girl. But then I watch that and I'm like, this is terrible. Like, mm-hmm. you just, like, I think. That is in, true. In it and normalizes of itself, a lot it of It normalizes a lot of really terrible things. Like in this show, I cannot count the amount of affairs mm. that people have had or the amount of like just weird like and being someone who's married and I think marriage is one of like the greatest gifts ever in the entire world. And I think it is something that is so sacred and like should be kept so private. And it's just like one of the greatest things yeah. to see a show that just over and over and over again is talking about affairs or cheating or this or that or struggles which i think are real life struggles and marriages but it shows you like a terrible way to handle them it also portrays it in a way where like you're kind of rooting for the bad person like i'm like i prefer the gardener (laughs) (laughs) oh no i'm like hot take you should leave your husband for that gardener for sure (laughs) and then i'm like wait no riley like wait no 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 i'm like i love susan meyer but she's terrible yeah she literally is terrible. They're all terrible. Like Brie for me. Brie is the worst. When I watch Brie do things, I'm like, you're terrifying. You want to know why she's the worst? Because she hides behind being good. Yeah. She's definitely an Enneagram one. Oh, oh wow. <gasps> Wait, let's go through. I. What do you think Gabby is? 
Um, she's like this is gonna be so unrelatable to anyone who hasn't seen. I know, but you should watch it a little bit. So Rachel, keep listening. Everyone else, skip forward two minutes. I don't know. Gabby's very extroverted. Um, I feel like she might be a little bit achievement based because she like loves those. I don't don't know, but she's not like career driven. Really, I think she's more of like a. Not to say, okay, I feel like I'm going to get canceled. Everything I say today. No, say it. Between your family history and the way I'm talking about the Enneagram, <laughs> like. No one's going to listen to us anymore. Yeah. Worth it. This is what we really talk about. I think Gabby might be a seven. She's very mm-hmm. spontaneous. Like, she yeah. just kind of goes with what yes. she is, like, feeling. Like, she That's loves true. to have fun. She's, like, the fun-loving one. Yep. Susan's the investigator because she's always the one keeping the drama rolling with spying on people, looking mm, for that's different true. things. She like, can't let things go. Lynette's the achiever. Yes, Lynette is for sure a three. Yeah, Bree is a one. Bree is a one for sure. What about um, Edie? Edie, yeah. I don't know. I can't put a pin in Edie. This might be a hot take, but I think Edie might be a two. Mm. I think she just like she wants to be loved and she wants to help people. Really, I think like she does. I don't think she's very good at it, but I think deep down it's what she wants. I think so too. I think <laughs> sometimes taking in negative things or things mm-hmm. that normalize bad things, yeah, can be damaging to the way you think. Yeah, especially like I do think about that. I'm like, I hope that there's never a season of my life where like my marriage is really struggling and I'm watching Desperate Housewives. Right. You know what I mean? Because then it's like, they just be like, well, leave and go date your gardener. And right. Like, and you're oh. like, well, um, no. Just kidding. Because I, I don't know my gardener. But it is like, I don't have a gardener because I'm not rich. <laughs> I'm not living in the fictional Eagle State. <laughs> um, I just think, yeah, it can be dangerous to like have that stuff in your mind and like mm-hmm. have those things normalized. Yeah. Even like... When that, I was watching Gossip Girl in mm-hmm. high school, I was like, why don't I drink martinis? Well, then I tried one and they're gross. <laughs> I still don't drink martinis. No way. I feel like if you drink a martini, you're like the classic. I think you're fake. No, really? you can't enjoy that. There's no, how is that enjoyable? If I see like someone dressed to the nine sipping a martini, I'm like, that is aspirational, but I'll never get there. I'm I'd... still going to want my blended strawberry margs two for one at <laughs> Chicken chilies with some <laughs> chips and salsa. Always. That's going to be my vibe forever. I will never be too good for chilies. Well, until... I, okay, we just went, and my stomach hurts so bad afterwards. But what you... Get, like, I don't eat their food. I just that's get true. the margaritas and chips. That's true. That's that's where that's where you got to land the plane. Like, if don't someone's even go like, to the menu. do you want to go to Chili's and eat chicken? No. no. Do you want to go to Chili's and get a frozen marg and chips and salsa? Yes. yes. That's true. That's the only way to do Chili's. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go back to my take back era. Yeah. What are you are, taking back? Thank you for asking. I wrote them down. So these are a couple things I'm taking back, and I want your I want your takes on these. Okay. Okay, so the first thing I'm taking back, which I haven't started yet, except for <laughs> I love that you're yesterday. already prefacing, I haven't started yet. <laughs> I'm not actually good at this yet. Um, I want to take back journaling. I'm excited. Because I think... A lot of circles that I've been in and mm-hmm. like especially in school like journaling was always communicated to me as like a like a tool to measure your progress mm-hmm. or like a tool to document what you learned about something interesting and it didn't feel fun mm-hmm. and I used to journal all the time like just to keep track of like my life I want to like get process. my hands on those they're in my closet if you want them don't tell me <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night. Chelsea's in a ski mask. <laughs> Carrying out my journals from ninth grade. Um, I feel like it just used to be more fun. Like, I would look forward to it. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, like, this crazy mm-hmm. thing happened in my life. Like, I have to go journal about it and, like, process it. And it felt like it worked for me. Yeah. And I feel like the way that I've been journaling the last few years has just been, like, work. Like, mm. it's been it's it's been another tool that I've used to measure if I'm, like, good or not. Interesting. And I don't want, I need to scale back the things in my life that make me like weigh myself. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Um, journaling, I, we've, I feel like we've both listened to a few podcasts that have mm-hmm. talked about like journaling and meditating and gratitude. Mm-hmm. And when I, I want to get into it, but this is what holds me back is having the right journal, having oh. the right pen. Yeah. And I overanalyze how am I going to set up this journal? Because I want like the date to be in the same place on every page. And like, am I going to do bullet? Like what is like, and I get too in my head Mm. about like what, how perfect, I want this to be a perfect finished product that I can't even start. Like if I don't have my G2.5, if you use anything higher than 0.5, you're psychotic. Yeah. I will just say that right now. Another hot take. Wow, this episode we're just getting we're really good. We're really good canceling ourselves here. Um, I think so. That's one a hard way part you could me. help yourself with yeah. that, if I may offer a suggestion, mm-hmm. is I was listening to another podcast talking about journaling. Shocker, so original. Um, and they were saying like, don't read your journal. Oh, like wow. your journal is only for input, not for output. That is interesting. And then if you're not, because I do the same thing, like yeah. Or what bothers me, this is why I'm a psycho, like I have a journal that I got for Christmas like four years ago, Mm -hmm. but I gave up after like six pages. And then I went back in and I added one page randomly like two years later. And now I'm like, I I don't like that it's not like, you know what I mean? Like I want it to be like, this is my journal from January 1st to December 30th of this year. And like, you know, and so, but I wouldn't know that if I didn't go back and read it. That's true. And so, like, same with your formatting stuff, you know? I know. Okay. So, I'm going to go to Home Goods after this and I'm going to go buy a journal. And then nice. I'm going to spend my mornings. Imagine just writing down all the things you're grateful for every day. Yeah. That's what I think. Like, I don't want journaling to be like a, like, I was really thinking about this and this is what I learned and I'm going to apply this to my mm-hmm. life. And here's, like, I used to have journals that had actual like yeah. progress trackers in them oh no that i made like i got out a ruler and drew little grids and i would like highlight like i had like did i work out that day did i drink like eight cups of water that day or whatever mm. did i did i pray that day did i like do yeah. whatever did i finish all my homework when i was like in school like it's like a progress and, report yes, for your day and i would highlight in the little grids what i did and leave blank what i didn't do and then i'd go back and look at it and be like wow i suck look at all these blank squares on this day Uh, when really like that day i probably went to get acai with my friends and had a great day right and what i should have done is journaled said i had such a great day with my friends today right and made it like Mm -hmm. a gratitude thing and not like this measurement of my own failure yeah because we're not robots yeah so I love the gratitude idea. You should definitely do that. All right. I'm going to go get that journal. It has like six random pages filled out. I might rip them out. <laughs> Does that defeat the purpose? I'm going to get colorful pens. I'm That's going so crazy. Fun. Colorful pens, new journal. What's the best color for a pen in your journal? 
I'm thinking blue right now. I was thinking Blue's, blue too, but like blue. a light blue. Yes, like, like soothing. You know what I want? You remember gel pens? Yes. I want those. That's what I'm going to get. Okay, that brings me to another thing that I'm taking back. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, another thing I'm taking back is colorful, fun, whimsical things. Love it. And this is why. So I feel like, first of all, just the trends have been very like minimal, mm. black and white, neutrals. Yep. If I hear someone say neutral again, I'm going like, to implode. I don't want any more beige. Yeah. I'm like, I'm tired of it. Which, if that's your thing, beautiful. But I am like taking back color for myself and I feel so healed mm. every time I do. Like that's Michael fine. and I just bought this bright orange pedestal for our dining room it's that we put so cute. a green swan planter on that has some plants coming out of it and it's like my new favorite corner of my house like when i look at it it just makes me so happy because i know two years ago maybe i would have bought it but i would have immediately been like we have to paint it white yeah and i just like Mm. bought it from this cute vintage store downtown as is and it's so fun and i feel like when you are like forced to grow up quickly or when Mm -hmm. you're praised for how mature you are yes like oh you're so mature for your age Especially, this is another thing I feel like has to be a big sister thing. So yeah. I'd love to hear feedback from other people. But when that is your life, mm. it almost makes you feel like you have to present mm-hmm. as mature and older. And so I feel like the decor in my house and my clothes and everything, I was like trying to put on like maturity. Like yeah. trying to, I wanted my house to read as like sophisticated. Mm-hmm. And it's been really literally healing for me. To just bring more color into my house. And I think you can have a appropriate, like, adult-style, quote-unquote, home yeah. with color in it. Right. Like, I'm not, you it's know... It's not like it's Crayola world Putting stuffed animals on my couch, necessarily. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I think, like, you complimented our picture frames that we have on the right. mantle. We got, like, a pink and a green and an orange picture frame. And I love and it. And we put some really cute photos that our friend just took of us at a park in there and like it's my new favorite thing like little touches of color mm-hmm. i'm not like painting my walls well i painted my ceiling pink in my center room, to be fair <laughs> yeah. um, that was the start but but that's still fun and it's a ceiling and yeah. it's a sunroom it's you know fine. but i just feel like i'm excited about mm-hmm. taking back like being young and playful because that's yeah. the thing is like i'm 26 years old right there's and so much time. i feel like i felt like i've tried to be older than mm-hmm. i am but now at 26, I feel the youngest that I've like felt since I was 18. That's very interesting. I feel like I'm aging backwards. Okay, Benjamin. Yeah. What is with you in equating every thought that I have to a show or movie? I don't know, man. Okay, this is totally random. I have to call Chelsea out for something she's No, no, no. <laughs> no, you don't. I just thought of it. It has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about, and we will circle back. <laughs> but... Last week, we were talking about the birth story episode that Chelsea had, and I have friends that are pregnant, having babies, and all this stuff, and Chelsea looks me dead in my eyes, (laughs) looks me dead in my eyes at a coffee shop in public and says, I just have a... (laughs) I just have a really horrible feeling about your birth. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm crying. But it's just because... All of these, like, not the greatest stories keep coming your way. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. This is terrible. This is so scary. And I'm like, well. No, what you said. Okay. (laughs) She's like, what she said to me was like, because you, like, I kind of talk about, I'm like, 
okay, I feel like because all my friends are having kids, I'm going to mm-hmm. be more prepared because I'm going to learn from all of their experiences. And I'm like, I'm going to be like eating the dates and drinking the raspberry tea or whatever and yeah. stretching, like doing the, like, you know, labor ready stretches and like, I'm getting my yoga certification, so I'm going to be better at, like, breathing through things than I am now. And she's like, because you're doing all those things, it's going to be horrible. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's not what I meant. It is. No. <laughs> no. What I meant is most of the time oh, when God, people go into birth scenarios with all of these things in their mind, yeah, it doesn't turn out the way they expect. I know. And I... I feel like because I've had friends who have given birth and all of them have kind of like gone awry, which I just feel like maybe that's just part of birth. I think that's just birth, yeah. Like, I've never heard someone actually say like, oh, birth was so easy. It went exactly as planned. Like, I don't- Even the people who have been like, we got to the hospital and 40 minutes later the baby was out. That wasn't even like a good experience because it was so stressful on them. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a good, I mean, I'm sure there are like good birth experiences, but I don't think there's anything that's like easy, perfect, goes to plan. Never. So I don't think that's going to happen. I just think like I'm able to kind of learn and not even like you can't control birth. Like it happens to you. So I'm not saying like because I watched your birth, I'm like, now I'm prepared and I'm going to be great at it. But that informed my decision, mm-hmm. like, of where I plan to give birth. So, right. like, maybe every little thing that I And your I care leading learned, up to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, and I have a friend who, like, has a midwife and she's really kind of active in, like, that area of it. Right. So, I'm learning a lot from that. Like, what's it like to work with a midwife instead of, like, a traditional OB-GYN, hospital setting? Yeah. Like, so, I'm hoping to learn from those things, but... Who knows? If it goes according to Chelsea's premonition. Okay, I'm sorry. It will be a horrible... (laughs) It wasn't a premonition. It just was. Good thing I'm not worried about that at this point in time. I'll let you guys know. I wish you were. I know. But Blair's just going to babysit my kids and I'll pay her really well. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Okay, another thing I'm taking back. Taking back reading. Ugh. I feel like everyone's doing this right now and I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I love that. Jumping on the train. Um, we've shouted out my friend Rachel a couple times. I'm going to shout her out again. Woot woot. She and Olivia are the readers. They literally posted last night. They were having a friend the day. This little reading date. Just reading. And I'm like, I want to come over to your house and just read. Yeah, I was like, where was our invite? Rude. <laughs> no, but I feel like people are reading so much more. And maybe it's just like, like, you know how... Um, like confirmation bias like yeah. you see around you what you already think so like right. i think everyone's reading so like my tiktok algorithm is showing me everyone right. reading they're probably not but yeah. the people you're seeing but i feel are. like a lot of people are like especially those people who are a couple years removed from college mm-hmm. who are like oh i kind of miss reading but we, like yeah because for 18 years we read for education yeah. and not fun yeah like i remember the first book i read for fun was the midnight library and i was like wow that was really good, and I enjoyed that process a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I got my Kindle, and then I read all of the Harry Potter books, and it was Ugh, like, that just set good. me off. So I think I should reread those. You should. They're really good. I want to read Silo now. I don't have Apple TV Plus or whatever the show is on. but every, Silo? It's a show everyone's talking about. Oh, okay. Rashida Jones is in it. I don't know I have no is. concept for what it is, because every time I see like something about it on my TikTok, I mm-hmm. swipe past because I don't Sounds want like any Sounds like a Midwestern? No. I think oh. it's like a futuristic thing. Like, mm. it's... I have no idea, honestly. I think the premise is, like, maybe some sort of post-apocalyptic thing and, like, everyone's living in a silo. Or maybe it's, like, a futuristic thing. Oh. I'm pretty sure a bunch of people live in a silo. 
Okay. I don't know anything beyond that, but that sounds fine. I've heard the books are really good and I've heard the show is really good. So that's on my, that's my TBR. To read list. Mm-hmm. So going back to my perfectionist self, mm-hmm. I don't think I've read a book that's not like a leadership based, mm-hmm. um, how can I be better in this, this or this? Those are so Post college. Except for when I went on my baby moon. Mm. I read a fiction book and I read it the like I read the whole book in like the four days we were gone and I loved it. But what I'm like book was it? Okay, don't judge me. I won't. I skipped past the bad parts. No. It's Bridgerton. It's oh, was it, it was good? so good. But like I've thought about reading it. I have my ups and downs with Bridgerton. I just think it's way too porny and I'm not yeah. I just don't I just don't think like That's I wanna the put other that in thing my mind. Is I feel like people have I'm not judging anyone, but I feel like every time I see someone talking about a new book, yeah, they're like, it's smut, but it's really good. <laughs> and I'm like, are there books that aren't smut that are good? Right. Can, can, I, I, like can I try one of those? A normal fiction book, please? Like, I, like Colleen Hoover is having her moment. Even I just read um, Book Lovers by, I think it's Emily Henry. I don't know who that is. It, I Like, I've heard that Colleen Hoover is like kind of out there with the smuttiness of her books. Yeah. And... So I haven't read any of hers yet just because I'm like, meh. And then I have heard everyone talking about Emily Henry. Mm. And everyone's like, you have to read Book Lovers. You have to read Beach Read. You have to read... I don't mm-hmm. remember her. Other one. She has like two other ones that are pretty big. So I read Book Lovers and it was super good, but I was surprised. There's some stuff in there. I was like, I could not read this in public because I would be be okay. read. I'm assuming smutty means of sexual nature. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm not up with the hip lingo. I don't think smut is like a new word. Oh, I'm just not up with the lingo then. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, okay. Yeah. So I haven't read any leadership books. Mm-hmm. Or no, that's all I've read is leadership books. Right. I haven't read any fiction books in years. And then I was doing my master's. So I was like only reading for education. Mm-hmm. And I, I've fallen out of the, out of love with it. Cause even this is like, this is how crazy I am. Even the books I have right now that I'm like saying I'm reading, which is like, I'm barely getting through them are parenting books on how to be a better parent. And I'm like, which is good. And like, yeah. I do want to learn like how I want to discipline. I do want to learn the way like a child's brain thinks and all that stuff. I think it's important. Mm-hmm. And like my job as a parent to educate myself, but that's not, um, reading for fun. Right. That's reading read for, for fun. I need to read for fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where, I don't know where to start. And I think, I'm thinking the Harry Potter series is it. Yeah. Because we just got the Harry Potter legacy game and I've been really addicted nice. to that. And so I'm like, maybe I just need to go. It's also like familiar, but you haven't read it in a long time. No, I think I you would enjoy it. it. I think I would. It would bring me back to like middle school. You should do, or no, you could do. Oh, there nice. I am. You could do what Michael and I did, which is. I read the books and then, and then watch watched the movie. the movie. So I'd read book one and watch the movie. We'd watch the movie together. And it was actually really fun because obviously a movie does not take that long. So no. we'd like, we'd watch the movie mm-hmm. and then like three days later, Michael would be like, can we watch the next movie this weekend? And I'd be like, I have a job. Like, like I, I have to read the whole book. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you need to give me a second. It really wasn't, it was pretty easy at the beginning. Like books yeah. one through four went really fast, but then like five, six and seven, I was like, I need like just weeks. Yeah, at least like a week and a half, two weeks to get through these. Cause yeah, they're pretty lengthy. They take a second. Okay, so Harry Potter, I'm coming back for you. Nice. Okay, next thing I'm taking back. These kind of go hand in hand. I'm taking back food and exercise as mm-hmm. things for enjoyment. I love that. Because I think 
at like last summer was really rough for me mm-hmm. with food and exercise. I went a little off the rails. I'm back. But <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> it was not fun. It was not a fun time. And like, I just think, especially in our culture, like I want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I really want to be healthy. It's very important to me. Like I want to live a long time. I want to be able to like play with my kids and I yeah. want to be able to play with my grandkids someday. Like I want to be healthy, but part of being healthy is being mentally healthy yes and so i think like finding that balance of not equating again like my worth or how good i am mm-hmm. to how i ate or how i exercised mm. is gonna be really good for me yeah and so i'm kind of slowly i took like a huge step back from a lot of like the exercise types of exercise i was doing and now i'm only really doing yoga and pilates and mm-hmm. it's been so nice i feel like yoga is a really good spot for your right now because it's a slower pace Mm -hmm. but it's still strengthening like little muscles you didn't know about and like I feel like it gives you like a clearer space to be yeah like I still I love yoga because I still feel like I exercised like I took a class the other day and I was like wow I'm sweating and like yoga's hard yeah and I I felt amazing but I felt amazing mentally too Mm. I also just think like the messaging in yoga like I love the yoga instructors that I take classes with because they are so like it's almost like they know like every time when I start to like my eyes start to wander check out what other people are doing in the mirror like Mm -hmm. they just have that gentle reminder of like you're the only person on your mat we're not worried about anyone else Mm -hmm. like this is your time this is for you and so then I try to be really mindful about that messaging when I'm teaching Pilates I love that and I just think it's like it's what I need right now and I'm not Mm -hmm. saying I'm never gonna like weight lift or anything right I will never do cardio that is one thing I'll never do (laughs) you will never catch me running around the lake Uh, I wish I could be a runner because it's free outside of the shoes yeah but you know what I've seen a lot of stuff lately that walking is just as good for you as running yeah and running is really hard on your knees and just I just know and I don't want to hate my life (laughs) like I I'm not having a good time if I can't breathe if I feel like my lungs are on fire right I know people talk about a runner's high I love that for them I've never run long enough to get on my journey amen (laughs) they're like just hit a mile and I'm like bold of you to assume I can run a mile cool 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 no yeah not happening for me so those are the things I'm taking back I'm in my take back era I love that for you. I loved this little like chatty catch-up session. Me too. Thank you guys so much for listening, for joining the Big Sister Complex podcast family. Wait, before we sign off, I wanted to ask you about one more thing. Okay. Talk to us about Blair's birthday party that you're planning. Oh my God, I'm literally so excited. Can you just give us a little sprinkle in some things? Um, Pink, yellow, daisy. Riley won't be there. Okay. (laughs) That's not a highlight, but thank you. I, I think about it every day. I'm so sad. I think about it every day and it makes me terribly sad. Yeah, I have to actively not think about it where I'm like, what if I just don't go on this family vacation? I'm like, no, you that's have to. Not, not an option. I have to go. But I will be deeply sad and we will be celebrating on our own. We'll day. be hosting a private soiree for Blair's first birthday here at my house. Soiree. She's so fancy. She is a classy queen. <laughs> I will make her a smash cake. Oh my gosh. It was great. No, I'm so excited. I think it's going to be fun. I, Drew and I finally picked out what we're getting her for a present. Mm-hmm. So we're going to order that. And I can't believe she's almost one. That's insane to me. 
mind-blowing i know she really loves lemon right now like drew literally gave her a lemon slice really so i think i'm gonna make a lemon cake for her smash cake Aww. and then do like strawberry and lemon cupcakes because it's like pink and yellow it's so cute her dress came in from amazon and i'm obsessed wow. i'm like slowly buying things because of course i'm gonna be doing the most i found wrapping mm. paper oh my god where I can put her face on it and like it's in a daisy which is like the theme and then it says Blair's one and I'm like I don't care if this oh is cheesy God. I love this so no, much I'm gonna amazing. buy it I'm gonna wrap because our present's a little bit bigger I'm mm-hmm. gonna wrap the big box in that and it'll be part of the decor I it's going wait. in my decor budget section the Amen. wrapping paper I love that you have an itemized budget you want to see my excel sheet I do okay show me later well that's all <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. It would really help us out if you rated us. If you're listening on Spotify, it's so easy. There's like Mm -hmm. the stars right there you can click or on Apple Podcast. Maybe there's some other recovering perfectionists out there who would just love to join in on the conversation. We would love to have them and putting a rating out there helps us reach them. Yeah. Or you can send them our way. Send them our Instagram. We would love to have you guys there. We'd love to hear from you. If you send us a DM, there's a 100% chance you'll get a response. 100% chance. You can put your money on it. We love you guys. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.